What's up, everyone, and welcome to the FitBeat Report podcast. I'm your host, Christina. For those of you who are new, I would like to welcome you to the podcast. And for those of you who have been here before, I would like to welcome you back. Thanks so much for tuning in and lending me your ears. I hope you enjoy this new episode. Hello, guys, and welcome to the FitBeat Report podcast. I'm your host, Christina. In today's episode, we have a very special guest in the studio, and I am very excited for Odile Rahol to be here. Thank you so much, Odile, for joining us today in today's episode. My pleasure, Christina. Thank you for the invitation. Yes, most definitely. Odile, so you have an extensive background in beauty tech and actual beauty itself. So can you tell us a little bit more about your background and how you started? Oh, very classic. Uh, at the beginning, I've been a C-suite level executive, as we could say, working with uh, Chanel, Saint Laurent, then uh, L'Oreal, my latest job uh, working with L'Oreal was to be the, uh, the CEO and president of Lancôme, uh, which is now $3 billion business. And it was at that time in 35 markets. And then I was lucky enough, as I was a young CEO, to uh, continue my career in uh, the tech uh, industry and telco industry with Orange, that is a big telco in Europe and Africa. Uh, and going back and forth in the Silicon Valley, I decided to move uh, in California uh, more than seven years ago, uh, first in San Francisco, now in Los Angeles. Uh, at the beginning, investing more uh, in my skills in tech and data. And I know, uh, Christina, we share a lot of interest in that category and space. But I had so many founders pinging me, saying, hey, you're the CEO of Lancôme, you're in San Francisco, could you help us with the deck? Could we have a chat? That uh, I was thinking I'm a mentor for four minutes uh, per, per year, or per, uh, per day, um, uh, I need to do something else and, and it needs to be better. So I founded a community called FAB, Fashion and Beauty Tech Community. And we will come back to that, I'm sure, with uh, VCs and founders sharing their learnings in meetings. And from that, four years ago, I decided to create um, a, a fund, a venture uh, fund uh, in seed stage, uh, helping especially consumer brands to find uh, their money because it's very difficult in the Silicon Valley if you're not from Stanford or Berkeley and a PhD in computer vision to find the business angels helping you. And that's why I decided to try to help uh, raising a fund uh, in seed stage. Yes, Odile. So for our listeners who might be interested in doing, um, make creating a startup in beauty, what would be some steps that you could tell our listeners who are listening to take to begin the process of finding the funders and just getting a start in what they're trying to build? Yeah, that, that's tough, especially in this period. Let's say it uh, because all of them are saying, hey, what's your advice? Uh, VCs are freezing their, their assets and, and they don't invest as much as last year especially first quarter. Um, so I will say that we, we say always try to bootstrap and to make sure that when you invest at the beginning, whether with family and friends or your own money, you can make something as a milestone. Uh, for instance, having the site, 
having a community on social media, whether on TikTok, on Instagram. And then um, once your product are ready and ready to ship, it's easier to convince some business angels to help you in a risky period because you have not proven yet your traction. Uh, but most of the time, um, they take the risk for you because they like you. Like they will say, oh, I like Christina. I know she's very good at what she does. I trust her in the future. So I will say most of the business angels are not business angels on LinkedIn. It's more people that you have met uh, maybe in your past career, maybe as an alumni of the same school, uh, maybe because they know you as a neighbor and they put a little um, amount of money that is not jeopardizing their future. And at the same time, you can begin then the conversation with micro VCs that can be interested as soon as you've got, let's say, 200K of revenues um, as a total. Uh, in consumer brands, they could be interested to have conversation with you, to give you some advice, guidance, and help you to continue to grow. And it's not uh, a joke when they say, hey, talk to me later, keep me posted. Most of the time, the people I've invested in, I, I just did a deal on Fund2, I met them one year ago and I invested in a fund two. I couldn't with the fund one because it was bigger tickets at that time. And fund two, I, I chose to, uh, to support the founder. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. So Odile, what, how, how about let's ask a little bit different because I do also want to do um, a little broader questions, but Let's go into the section for those women who maybe want to listen to this episode because they are interested in learning about becoming an investor. So what advice or what is something that you would recommend to start so that they can become investors? Huh. So I think there are two skills to be an investor. The first one is that founders trust you and ask you to back them. <laughs> so you need to have a pipe. So I was lucky enough, for instance, by my past experience with a PNL, with the complicated way to have a virtuous circle and to generate profits that people trust. I understand complexity and how to scale. So the pipeline is not only for me, founders knowing me by fat community, but also trusting the expertise that I can have. So the first question I will ask to people wanting to be an investor is, what are your skills? Uh, most of the VCs will say to you, oh, you need to come from Goldman Sachs or a private equity or, or whatever, Morgan Stanley or Rothschild. I will say it's more, you need to have a skill. You can be very good in growth, like for instance, Rachel Brink, that was the uh, CMO of Sunbird. I know you know her in, in New York. You can be about uh, supply chain, uh, like... Uh, uh, Vincent Diallo in San Francisco and very, very good in a category, but you need to have something that you add to the table. Then the second part is to find the money <laughs> because you need LPs, investors to trust you as a VC and uh, you invest for seven to 10 years. So they need to think that they are not sure of the ROI, they take a risk, but at the same time, that, that exactly like um, a founder trying to find uh, uh, money, uh, they trust you in order to be performing in this period of time to find the right funders and to help them to grow. So I was lucky enough to use my network and I will advise all people to use their own network. Each of us are unique by their background and experience. Uh, for me, it was the corporate ventures. Uh, I know a lot of them because of my past experience in Europe and in the US, in New York. So I've got three corporate ventures in luxury and beauty. 
that have uh, chosen to back me. And then it was pretty easy to convince family offices and uh, business angels in the luxury space, uh, fashion space, beauty space, or tech to trust me because they were thinking, okay, if these people that know very well the industry's trust her, then we can go and we're stronger together because we, we add value to the network she's building and we believe in the community she's building. So I will, my only advice would be your own skills. Uh, what value can you add to the founders? And second, find investors that could trust you because of you and what you have built in the past. Odile, you said two terms that might not be familiar with some of our listeners. And you said LP and AP. Can you define those two yeah. terms? Limited partners. And the other one was what? GP, GP is the general partner. G, GP is me. Limited partners is the investors investing in a fund. Limited partners and general partners. And an yeah. LP is, is that just partners that you look for? Limited partners that are not staying long-term? Uh, they stay long term. It's it's the name of the entity of the uh, the investors in a fund. In fact, okay. So, and this so we yeah. hear a lot LPs and GPs. LPs <laughs> I saw GP most of the time. For example, if you take Sequoia, Andreessen Horowitz, you, you know these names. Uh, they've got a lot of partners, a lot of GPs. In fact, a and lot then of they've got an organization that is with principals, associates. Each of them have different roles. Uh, and uh, they spend a lot of money, as you know, uh, on, on investments, and they try to have different verticals. So I'm a solo GP, very lean as an organization, uh, even if I've got a financial team and legal team, and specialize on a category uh, that I know very well, which is exactly what you love, tech, fashion, and beauty. Okay, and this is great to hear. When you met with your startup, the one that you invested in, how would our listeners who are listening, let's go back to um, the actual founder who's raising funds for her beauty tech. How did they approach you? How did they first make that interaction with you? And how did they continue to build to where finally you said yes? That's a very good question. I've got two kinds of people contacting me. Some of them find this site Adventures because they have heard of it. And uh, then, uh, and I can share that at the end of the conversation um, as a link. And they just, you know, file, you know, a document just saying, hey, we are wherever we are in Austin or uh, uh, in Paris. Or, and from time to time, I say, hey, you know, I invest most, mostly in the US. So then they ask me if they can have a chat with me. And if I see that they are not just family and friends stage. And they're exactly with business angels and boutique VCs, I will say. Uh, then I accept the chat and it's a 20 minutes to a 30 minute conversation. Most of them are introduced or by other founders uh, in the FAB community or people that are already in my portfolio or other VCs and venture capitalists. So in fact, the best um, people will say is to be endorsed by someone else. It happened to me to invest in people um, pinging me uh, by a DM on LinkedIn and then sending me uh, their deck and having different conversations. I wouldn't say that I invested in them just, just like that, but that means if they contacted me, let's say in March, uh, and then I had another conversation in September and I could see that the milestone that they were trying to achieve were achieved, then you're in good shape to continue the conversation and to say, and now my next steps are that and that. Odile, will you be interested to, to back us? 
So the problem of VCs is 90% of the time, if it's not 99% of the time, they say no, <laughs> which is tough because most of the time it's not about the founder. It's more, more about your fund, how much capital you have, are you at the beginning of the fund or just in the mid of the fund because it's a seven years period, but most of the time it's a five years period of active investments. And you need to deal with that and to make sure that your portfolio is well balanced and the risk that you take is, is well understood. So unfortunately, I don't say yes each time, but there are plenty of ways to, to, uh, to ping a, a VC and to contact uh, him or her. The only advice I will give, never send on a DM linked a huge deck and huge memo. Most of the time, people don't like that because they have so many requests. It's better to be super short and with a new URL to just check the site, for instance, and then to continue uh, on the uh, uh, Gmail or, or whatever the mail. Um, and the second thing is be in a conversation. If you just at the beginning ask for uh, money, <laughs> most of the time it's exactly like I will pin you, uh, Christina, in a cocktail and just say, hello, Christina, uh, I want an interview. You will say, hello, who are you? Uh, what's your life? Uh, let's have a conversation first and know each other. And I think Sometimes people, people are so stressed that they forget not to be too transactional and to be more about insights and having something in the conversation. Absolutely. I feel like that conversation um, goes a long way when you are looking for funders or when you are looking for investors and you are a founder and you just are starting out. It's a great thing for people when you let, I, I want to also how our listeners gain value from this and actually learn something from this. So what are some do nots that you definitely would not would recommend? Like what is a, a deck or what is something that someone might bring to you? And you're like, definitely do not do this because this is just not like this, you know, maybe it's a new founder. They don't know. So what are something like do nots to do? I will say uh, in, in the do's, because uh, I don't like to, to, to be in the don'ts, <laughs> but you will read them between the lines. Uh, there is the content and the visual. Um, I think especially in the Silicon Valley and LA, but also in New York, people are very much about the design and the visual. And especially if you're in beauty and fashion, you can't underestimate the design. If I've got a founder saying to me, oh, I couldn't spend $300 or $600 on that, then you've got an issue because you check most of the time their Instagram, their TikTok, and their site. And if it's the same, then you're feeling, whoa, they don't understand exactly how to appeal to people, whatever their community. So that's what I call the visual side. And most of the time, nobody will say that to you, but that's part of the emotional connection. Exactly like when you connect with someone, uh, the way he looks, uh, the style he's got, or she's got, things like that. The second thing is the content. And um, I always advise, especially in pre-seed or seed, or even for business angels, to look at the Y Combinator side because they've got open uh, sources that are about um, what's the best deck for a seed stage uh, company, uh, whether in SaaS, whether as a marketplace or a consumer brand. And most of the time, what people forget is to be super clear <laughs> on what they fix as a problem. Uh, because there's so much in what they do, their products or their community that, you know, they don't spend the time 
to say, what's the problem I want to fix? And I'm not another brand saying I'm a clean beauty brand or I'm a sustainable beauty brand or I'm an inclusive beauty brand. That's a positioning, but that's not enough, in fact. So my advice would be look at the Y Combinator. It's very much in logical thinking. You've got the market, the customer insights. You've got also the traction that you've got as a company. Uh, you've got, uh, I would say more an exponentiality because if you're looking for venture capitalists, uh, you need to show that uh, it's not a little business. And I respect a lot small businesses because you don't need the venture capitalists. You're free to do whatever you want because you're the owner. And then you generate an EBITDA and a result that is enabling before to have paid all the people working for you. So that's excellent. The only thing, if you look for venture capitalists, you need to think that they try to have exponentiality, to have a multiply at the end, giving back to their own investors, their LPs, of multiply by 10 to 25, I would say, especially in the tech SaaS uh, businesses. But even in consumer brands, you need to be above five to 10. And to achieve that, you will have people, you know, not growing as fast as, as anticipated, not having the exit that all people dream of with a merger acquisition. But you need to have that in mind when you talk to VCs. You need to be in their shoes. That if they, if they spend money on your company, uh, they bet on you and your success, uh, there is an exponentiality. So from time to time, I see people especially female founders, and I'm, I'm with you girls, <laughs> not enough ambitious in their plan because they are reasonable and they don't know. So they put figures that are pretty much the same years after years. If it's that, most of the VCs will say no, saying, hey, she doesn't need me. Because in a way, that can be a small business, very successful, but she doesn't need the, the money of a VC. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You definitely packed that out for us. And so to my listeners, I hope you got value from that because that definitely was a great explanation. I know many times um, a lot of people do not want to share that information, especially with women. And I feel like women, we need to have these conversations more about how to get there or how to actually like do this without believing that they can't do it or just knowing more information about this. So you definitely really much, very much unpacked all this information for us. Very good. So Odile, I also want to learn a little bit about your community, which is fab. That's how I found you as well. So tell us a little bit about that community and how women can get involved and what all that entails. Oh yeah, that's very easy. In fact, we've got 19 chapters now in America. We've got uh, Miami, New York, Austin, uh, and the most active um, uh, chapters are New York City, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. But we've got also chapters in Asia, in Singapore, in Shanghai, in uh, Seoul, in Tokyo, and in Europe, Berlin, London, Spain, and uh, Paris, uh, and Africa also. So we're very proud of that. I forget Scandinavia. So all of us, we try to do local meetings um, that are very big. Like in the past, uh, in San Francisco, it was 150 people hosted by Salesforce or Google that were super happy to have so many female entrepreneurs and underrepresented founders and VCs. Um, now we try to do it in smaller committees after the COVID. Uh, COVID was pretty much only in webinars. But now we try to do meetings more 30 to 50 people max because all people try to expand their network and try to have qualitative conversation after the panels and fireside chats. 
So we invite uh, famous VCs. It can be Nicole Quinn, Lightspeed Ventures. It can be in the past Foreigner Ventures that you know that is investing in consumer brands and now tech platforms um, and retail. It can be uh, famous, uh, inspiring um, founders. I'm thinking of Dishani Mira in the past for Maven that has been uh, backed by Andre Senorowitz and uh, as a black founder was explaining how he managed by plenty of meetings to expand his network and finally to find the VCs uh, backing him. So we try to have inspiring people and also emerging founders. Uh, that means uh, seed stage entrepreneurs in the past, for instance, uh, Unspuna in San Francisco, she's about 3D and doing a customized jeans. It can be Who Bio that is about uh, tinted jeans uh, with a blue indigo. So when I say that, when there were speakers, they were only with nearly half a million dollars uh, and not even backed by VCs. And now uh, most of them have raised more than uh, $5 million and have grown, in fact. So it's like alumni of the community. So to join the community is pretty easy. Uh, I can share the link at the end of uh, the podcast. It's just um, a site where you've got linked pages that are by chapters, let's say, uh, New York City uh, page uh, is uh, moderated by uh, Lin Chen, the chapter leader in New York. And they do some meetings and from time to time, some people ping the chapter leader to say, hey, I've got this question. Do you know anyone that I could contact for that question? And we try to help each other. So that's pretty much the, the idea. And the last thing is we've got now, we've got 15,000 uh, founders and VCs that I've met in the last four years, which is pretty amazing because beauty and fashion, as you know, and, and new retail is big, but it's not all the companies in the world, uh, whether in computer vision, in SaaS, or in consumer brands, marketplaces. And we've got a, now a newsletter every quarter that is free. And if you just ping on the site, you can find the way to subscribe to it. And we share the webinars, exactly like you share, the, for instance, the podcast. I could share it on the next newsletter and count on me on that, for, for, for that, uh, Christina. And we try to share some information and resources and the takeaways of uh, any meeting we do. This is amazing. This is amazing community. I know that my listeners, if you are interested in becoming part of a beauty tech community, then you definitely need to check out Fab and I will link it below on this episode. So you'll be able to join. Um, Odile, what are some last inspiring words that you can leave us for female founders and as well, maybe there's a female who wants to become a VC? I will say um, for founders and entrepreneurs, don't underestimate your team. I, I say that because most of the time in seed stage, we, we think, oh, I don't have any any fundings. So I just put myself solo entrepreneur. <laughs> and I don't mention that I've got advisors, mentors, people that are maybe outsourced that are working free time for me. But you've got already people working for you most of the time for free because they're betting on your future and the fact that it will be successful and the fact that you inspire them uh, is super important. Uh, so your team is your superpower because you can't be with superpowers on everything. So that's super important to show that you're self-aware and that you can find the people. And for being a VC, again, trust your network. It's not just a question of network. As we said, it's about the value you add to the entrepreneurs and it's a long-term relationship. So be nice with all people uh, because in a way, we believe, Christina, and, and I believe in the paid forward culture. 
And I think you never know when you meet someone what will happen in the future. But uh, the other day I was super happy. I had uh, one uh, uh, LP, so an investor for me. And they were saying, hey, we invest in your fund too because you bet on us six years ago in San Francisco and you help us to be connected with a big client for us now. And uh, now that I've got the money because I have an exit, I'm a tech guy, I invest in your fund. So, you know, life at that time, I just did it because I was thinking, hey, for me, it's just a mail. And I never anticipated that this guy would call me back saying I invest in your fund as a business angel and investor. So life is like that. So believe in the people, trust yourself and good things will happen. Amazing. This was such great information. It was so great conversating with you, Adil. I will link below um, Odile's websites where you can join the FAB community. And also, Odile, where can people find you on social media to connect with you? Um, I think the I'm on Instagram for sure and TikTok, but not that much active on TikTok, to be honest. Uh, the best is LinkedIn uh, because it's a way to exactly like we said to, to, to convert the conversation in Gmail. Um, and I try always to uh, to answer. Uh, from time to time, I will skip the conversation because it's too early and I want to spare both times um, because in a way, exactly like we come back to the advice and guidance on why Combinator deck, you need material to have a conversation, but I always try to answer. Amazing. All right, guys. Well, you heard it first here on the Fitbit Report. Thank you so much, Odile, for tuning in and for lending me your ears. Thank you. Thank you, Christina, for the invitation. It was a pleasure.